dog, my man, I'm one of city, and we stay on call. Drop me out the fuck, man, I talk, put a hole in my chest, with the big money gun. Only bad girl can run with a gun. Only that girl got pussy can run. South London, turn up off, gun is gone, I need a Shot a man, I'm a hot for ya. Bear gun, man, I'm a riding. Very bad man. Back on the case, she's stacking the pace. Back in the lace with a Mac in the case. Straight flash in the face, black beauty with the ace. Casino games, casino games. Turn a man like cocaine. Brand new like a Kingston Gleaner. Fit gear with a Brixton Beamer. 100 man an hour, I'm a Afrasia. 100 man an hour, I'm a Afrasia. Yo, dog, I think I need her. Yo, dog, I think I need her. She's all the way down. Hey, you're listening to Ink Studs. This is Sloane Leong, and I'm here with Leslie Hung. Hi, Leslie. Hi. And then we're also here with Brian Lee O'Malley. Hi, Brian. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here at the auspicious day of the Snot Girl release. Yes. Um, it's the first day of Comic-Con. No, it's not. It's, it's like, not? It's preview night. It's preview night. night. Okay, the... That's the first the zeroth day. day. Okay, fine. Fine. I'm the, wrong. The <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so Snot Girl came out today. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. So we're gonna do a little interview, but before we like jump into Snot Girl, we're gonna talk to Leslie for a little bit because we haven't really talked to Leslie before, but we've talked to Brian a lot before. So yeah. Okay. So Leslie, do you wanna tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe like when you start drawing comics or reading comics. Well, I've, like, always read comics. I mean, well, not always. There was, like, a period where I didn't read any at all. Um, but I grew up with, like, a lot of manga and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I kind of drew a few when I was a kid, like probably around 10 or 11, mm -hmm. but I was like super bad as most kids are. <laughs> yeah. You mean you weren't perfect at drawing? Yeah, I wasn't perfect. I was really good. <laughs> yeah, so for like a while, I was like not drawing any comics. I was just drawing whatever. And then I went to art school and I also was not drawing comics. It wasn't mm -hmm. like a thing that I thought about. Like, mm -hmm. I thought about it a little bit when I was, like, a kid. I thought mm -hmm. it'd be cool, but I didn't really know how comics were made. Right. kind of just thought it was, like, a machine, and I, I didn't really know anything about it. Mm -hmm. So, like, even when I was in art school, no one really did comics. Like, I've, I think I knew, like, a few people mm -hmm. that eventually went to do, like, web comics and stuff like that. I went mm -hmm. to school with, like, um, Gigi. DG. She does, like, cucumber Quest. Right. She was probably the only person I knew that was doing anything like that. Did you go for illustration then? I went for like illustration, like those dev. Oh, okay, gotcha. Cartoons, animation. But like when I graduated school, I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Right. <laughs> Wait, so, what, what kind of classes do you do for biz dev? It was like, it was, it was really stupid, I thought. I like it's like character design, like background layouts and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But it's always like very, it was like, it's a little bit rigid, but mm -hmm. I think if you're really good at doing stuff like that, then it's good but I wasn't so <laughs> and then how did I get into comics um I mean after I graduated I wasn't really doing anything how many so years were you in art school I was in there for like four years oh, okay so it was kind of pretty standard mm -hmm. um after that I guess I didn't have much going on so I started like reading like Jane my comics because my nice. friend recommended them to me mm -hmm. and then I was like this is cool I like these comics I don't really know like how I got from like that point to like actually making them though. Mm -hmm. But I mean I I went to TCAF one year, um, and then I was kinda like, Oh I wanna make comics now. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. like the you next got the year, bug. Yeah, the next year, um, I put out I had like tabled and I had like one comic. Mm -hmm. And that was kinda how it started. So that was like two thousand fourteen. Was like two thousand you Was your wait, was your you first comic? Yeah, that was when I put out my first mini. Like, I had done, like, those, like, one-page comics. Sure, yeah. I did that thing with you. Mm -hmm. It's like, a one-page collab. Mm -hmm. I did one with, like, Mari. Mm -hmm. And I did, like, I did I did a few other, like, small things. With, like, yeah. pages or whatever. So, yeah. That's cool. And you did, like, that... What is the anthology we did? That was, like, the shoujo one? Anna, oh, yeah. That was a pretty, like... What was that, like, a ten-page one or something? Or? I had a five-page one. Five-page? I, I like think that most a lot. people had, like... Five or ten pages. Yeah, that was a good little anthology. Yeah. I like Chris's and that. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Chris Mukai's is awesome. I remember like my friend was going to Cab, mm -hmm. or they were just in like Brooklyn for like SOI Society of Illustrators, mm -hmm. and then they went to Cab because it was like the same weekend. And she was like, "I thought it was so funny." Lizzie showed it to me, and then Chris was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't like intend for it to be funny." I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> But, yeah. That's She's like, this is really serious and She's sad. She's like, yeah, actually it's supposed to be a really serious subject matter. Like, I don't know why you're laughing. It's not funny. Oh my gosh. Um, so how did your schooling, like, did that influence you at all? Like, your comic making? Or was it mostly just, like, your, like, fellow students? Like, Gigi and stuff? I mean, it's kind of hard to say because I didn't really, like, talk to anyone about comics. Like, I'm mm -hmm. friends with Gigi, but it wasn't like we were ever, like, talking about comics. Right. Oh, okay. Before. Gotcha. Um, it probably wasn't until I actually started making comics that I talked to her more. So, um, I don't think I ever really talked to anyone about it. Like, mm -hmm. 
like maybe people on like Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Sorry. It was kind of just like, kind of just happened. Yeah. Like I was like interested in like learning about paneling and like storytelling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like drawing a ton, so I think even like when I was in school, I wasn't drawing that much. It was like mostly like painting and. It's like it's kind of hard to describe unless like I show you my old work, but I don't want to. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, I've been following your work for like a long time. I know, like but, when you're like, doing that, I've seen it change. Like it, like yeah, it, yeah. It's like the same, but it's different, I guess. So. That's cool. Was there like any specific comics that like really like kind of put you over the edge and like wanting to do them yourself? I mean, <clears throat> I think I started reading One Piece. I liked One Piece mm-hmm. a lot, and then I read JoJo, which I liked a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was just, like, trying to read a bunch of different things to mm-hmm. see what I liked. I read, like, Beauty, that, like, French comic. That one's good. Oh, the Karasquit? <laughs> yeah. That one's really pretty. Um, Brian made me read, um, Love and Rockets. Oh, right, right, right. And that was, like, that was really good. Huge impact, you think, for you? I think so. I yeah. mean, it was, I'm, like, it's kind of, like, I... I feel like I don't go into it with the mentality of like being a baby, but I kind of was like it wasn't like I like I had spent my childhood at like comic book stores or like yeah. knew anyone that liked them yeah like, until I like started making comics and then getting to know people in comics. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to kind of like hear what people would recommend and like see what I like or what I don't like. Yeah. When did you read Nada? Was that in high school? Yeah, I read that in high school. Hmm. I like. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm gonna make like my own Nana. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should read it again. Though. I wonder if you would see it differently. Yeah. That's like so painful. I oh, actually, like I think I might have reread some of it in college, and then I was like, oh my god, why am I crying? Like, <laughs> You're like, yeah, no. I, I haven't read it in like over ten years. I need to read it. Yeah. It's so messed up. Um. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it is kind of. I mean, that's me too. Like, I didn't start making comics until I was like sixteen or seventeen. And then I didn't, like, I don't know. I didn't read comics until around then either. Yeah, I wasn't, like... I was very late. I wasn't, like, really reading comics in high school, because, I mean, they weren't really accessible. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Like, There's, like, one bookstore, like, on Maui, and, like, that was, like... It. a little bit expensive. I mean, like, I think it's fine. Like, now I buy tons of comics, but back then I wasn't, like, spending $20 on comics and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Now that you're, like, kind of just <laughs> jumping into, like, a monthly comic, like, <laughs> how has your experience so far? It's, like, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think we spent a lot more time <laughs> on Stalk Girl than we probably should. <laughs> but it's wor- I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't like it if we didn't spend as much time. I think I would, it wouldn't feel as complete as it does. Yeah. But we definitely, like, are always cutting it pretty close with deadlines and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like the first, like... Yeah. <laughs> we, probably always, we probably will always be, like, a little late. Even if we have, like, a buffer, we'll probably always be, like, just, like, barely making it under. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we'll always be, like, on time. Yeah. yeah. So far, we're good. Yeah. And I like the first time with, like, monthlies. Like, this is both your first times. It's, like, yeah. it's always going to be, like, rough. Because yeah, it's, it's already rough for people who do this, like... <laughs> regularly for like yeah. years it's still like painful for them there's like a bunch of different like moving parts yeah that you kind of can't really account for until you actually do it yeah do you want to give us like a little like synopsis of snuck for it well i guess we're like especially for the first arc we're following like we're, fo- we're following lottie mm-hmm. 
she's like a on the outside she's like a very like care like she's like a very beautiful like effortless um supposedly charismatic fashion vlogger mm -hmm. and so she's like kind of been around like she's like been doing it for a while but she's like insecure in that role mm -hmm. so she's just very like on the inside she's like a very like insecure person she's a very like um she's always thinking about what other people think mm -hmm. but she's also always having like a running narrative like just like her consciousness is just always maybe critical of herself critical of other people and, like, right like this her whole life is just she doesn't really think about it it's like she's trying to be perfect but she's like doing the opposite of that right yeah, I really like how in-depth it is in explaining, like, someone who's made performing, like, part of the core of, like, their life. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then, like, how it's, like, kind of showing, like, in a really, like, uh, detailed way how the toll it, that takes on somebody. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also I like the aspect of, like, as, like, a fashion blogger of, like, kind of, um, kind of, like, chopping yourself up for an audience and kind of like decontextualizing yourself and like kind of just yeah. giving people a bite-sized view of you so that that's like you know it's well it's brand building but mm -hmm. um i think that's <clears throat> kind of become a lot of a part of like a lot of young people's lives especially if they're like on social media or if that's like any part of like their job yeah um so it's kind of cool like i really like snot girls <laughs> take on that because it's not super common um yeah. of like a narrative that's like told um, i think it's also kind of it's also like it's such a it's kind of like such a new thing it's like a new industry like relatively new mm -hmm. only in the past like 10 years or so people have been like actually making money off of doing blogs and like youtube videos and stuff like that yeah and people are still super confused about it i think the people making those things are still very new to it like very confused about like what their place is in the world it's like not like legitimate right you know like in so many ways yeah. but it's also like it's also interesting to kind of see like you know where like your like hobby becoming a career and like your hobby becoming like some sort of vocation and like right you know like where do you go from there mm -hmm. like after you like you're young and hot for like i don't know 20 like 40 i don't know maybe maybe 40 years <laughs> if you're really lucky yeah. but then like and then what? Like, what do you do? Like, you spent your whole youth, like, cultivating this image and then you don't have anymore. Yeah. It's like an extreme version of, like, just being, like, being focused on, like, superficiality, I guess. Yeah. Just being, like, constantly, like, adjacent to, like, big brands, but not necessarily, yeah, like, like... Like, you get invited to fashion shows, but you're not actually... You're not, like, a model. You're not a designer. Like, yeah. what are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's really strange. Um, so what specifically like i know you obviously have like commonalities between like the themes of snot girl that you're both into but like individually what are you kind of like both exploring like what draws you to, like, to the story, story and like snot girl and yeah you're asking both of us yeah like <laughs> you can each speak like at one at a time or you can speak <laughs> at the same time the same voice. yeah like we're bored yeah <laughs> I guess like when I was younger I really liked it I didn't really think about it it wasn't like oh I want to be a fashion designer yeah I just like looking at like clothes I like looking at like pretty girls and like yeah 
I don't know. It was just it was it was just something. It was another like visual thing to like kind of like soak in. Right. Um, and then I think like when I was in college, I first discovered like fashion blogging, mm-hmm. which I also don't know why that happened. I was probably just like procrastinating or wasting time. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like discovering blogs, and I was just kind of like, what do these people do with their lives? Like, and even then, it's like it's like so new. Like they were actually like living actual lives. They probably had jobs and stuff like that back mm-hmm. then. But it was strange to see like like people being like really admiring these like basically little randos mm-hmm. and like but they're you know they're they're attractive they're yeah. like skinny and like they kind of they kind of become your new role models right like they're like more accessible but they're also not because they're like kind of presenting this very artificial like very culti- like cultivated sense of like their own worlds I guess right so I think it's interesting like it's a little bit scary yeah like i don't know what it means yeah and it's like yeah it's scary to like oh my god (laughs) there's like fireworks going off yeah should we pause for a second like what drew just not girl but um no you had a really good answer um yeah and just like also like buying into it eventually because you're like like you said you're cultivating this identity so much what are you gonna do just be like I don't want to be a part of. That. I mean, I guess you can be, but then like so many people, like, like they like it. It feels good to get. Comments. Yeah. It feels good for people to pay attention to you because you like dress well and you look good. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, yeah. It seems like it. Like it kind of seems like it's like a dream job to be an influencer, but it also seems like it's like your whole life now. Yeah. Like you're not like. Like you go to family reunions and you're gonna be like, oh, I fashion blogger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, that sort of thing just kind of, it kind of also feels like, you know, being a comic artist. Like, you're like, they're like, what do you do? You're like, I just draw comics. And they're like, oh, you know, like, you draw, like, Spongebob for my kid. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, yeah, it's not like, it's a very abstract, like. Yeah, it's not like a real thing to most people. Right. Like, it's it's real, but it's also not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to have bodies and sisters in the next arc and, like, yeah, it's just funny, just like when we're talking, like, her sister did not respect the idea that she's a fashion blogger. <laughs> God! Hold on, yeah, I am gonna pause because that's like crazy. <laughs> I don't, what, I don't like, know how we talked about it. Or, yeah, but like when, I, when oh. I first like looked at fashion blogging, it was like back in like the Flickr days. Yeah. It was mm. like, oh, yeah. Wardrobe that's... Remix. Actually, like one of the reasons why I think Snot Girl came up why was because I was working at that mannequin place. Mm-hmm. And they always, we like, like, my supervisor wanted me to, like, kind of take inspiration from, like, lookbook poses and stuff mm. like that. So, like, all day I'd be looking at blogs. Like, there was, like, because before that I was just, you know, I just look at them sometimes. Yeah. Like, but then that was, like, my job, kind of. Hmm. Yeah, I was just always looking for clothing inspiration. And then, like, in the early days it was just, like, looking at catalogs and shit. And then mm-hmm. once there started being, like, people making outfits, like, every day on, online, like, it was, um... Yeah, like that. That was I became more central to like my outfit seeking stages and like my character design and stuff. Yeah. So I never like take like a whole outfit, but like just bits and pieces from here and there, and just get ideas of like what what everyone's doing lately. Mhm. Um, but that was like two thousand seven. Mhm. Maybe earlier. It was like around like the mid two thousands. Mhm. And. Uh, 
I feel like blogging has changed a lot, but mm-hmm. it also just didn't exist. Like we couldn't have done this comic ten years ago. Yeah. Because it's just like a whole new category of like what to be in the world. Right. Well, I mean, there's always like those like lonely teens on the internet. Yeah. And they're like they're cute, so they're gonna take like a cute picture yeah, of like exactly. a skirt. And they're yeah. Being cute. Like there was like, you know, there were just people on like live journal just posting their outfits like every single day, and like it wasn't because they were getting money for it. They're just doing it because they're cute. Yeah. Or, like, they like their outfit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a thing that teens do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that was my thought for Snuck was, like, she was, like, a teen. Because she started out, like, in those days. Mm-hmm. And then... She's she, never that's stopped. That's kind of, like... Yeah, she just never stopped. So, she's she's still living this, like, teen dream. Like, where she probably was, like, a carefree, happy teen. Mm-hmm. And now she's, like, unhappy. She doesn't know why. Like, she doesn't know what changed. Because nothing really changed. Right. But she changed. Mm-hmm. Um... So Lottie's, like, of course, like, really different from your other protagonists. What part of her is, like, really draws you to her as a character? Uh, well, I mean, like, you know, we did this comic so that's, like, a draw hot girls. Like, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was basically the goal. Right. Um, but, like, we just, I don't know, we made her so, like, anxious and weird <laughs> that it's, um, yeah, I get really inside it. Like, and I, I remember writing this one. Yeah, there was some, like... There was, like, some, like, dark moments where I was just, like, like writing something, and, like, I felt it so deeply. <laughs> it was just, like, the stupidest stuff, but, like, yeah, I don't know, I really, I really, like, get inside, like, her, like, loneliness and, like, her, just her spiraling. Because mm-hmm. I just, I get that way if I don't break myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, like, one of those characters where, like, you don't, like, write her, she just, like... She writes you. Yeah, she writes <laughs> the story. Like, you just dictate it. Nice. Yeah. And, like... For that reason, like a lot, a lot of it has been getting written like after the art is done, like cause, mm-hmm. like what Leslie draws will suggest what's going on, like because there's just like so many layers to like your facial expressions and stuff. It's really good. She's always like a little bit worried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always then, like, sweating slightly. Yeah. Like there's this, there's a few panels of cute girl in the second issue <laughs> that are just like. They were just, like, so real, like, that I had to, like, write all new dialogue, because mm. it just, like, she's it became so, so much more dimensional. She's yeah. so weird. <laughs> I love the panel where she's like, oh, like, maybe you should try and look cute sometime. Like, she's just, like, kind like, of got the, like, this blank, like, thoughtful expression. <laughs> like, why you're like that. Yeah. Like, maybe you... then people pay attention to you, like. <laughs> it's so easy. Why are you, like, making it hard for yourself? She's just, like, yeah, she's all about, like, nagging. Oh, that's, like, she's, like, Leslie's favorite. She's everyone's favorite. Yeah. Everyone's a little monster. Um, So speaking of collaborations, so you guys are really kind of working together in a really intrinsic way. Um, I don't know if you want to bring up Twitter at all, which I can edit this out, but (laughs) but it feels like you're just like, like um, you're like collaborating on like an atomic level here, which is really cool because I don't feel like that's totally normal with comic collaborations, especially in the mainstream. Yeah. Um, yeah, it so is. So what is, like, I guess, like, what aspects do you bring to this collaboration, like, your specific strengths? Like, what do you think? Either each other's or your own, like... Well, hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, what we've done with, like, previous scripts. Well, usually we'll kind of, like, I'll just, like, text Brian. Like, sometimes I'll just be like, hey, I need to, like, 
tell you a bunch of stuff I just thought about for like characters. Yeah. So like it kind of start with that. Like mm-hmm. maybe like a bunch of different threads. Just like random. Like she's just like stream of consciousness. Like talking about the characters. Yeah. I'd nice. be like talking about like norm girls, mm-hmm. like relationship what's problems, gonna what's yeah. gonna happen to her, like what she thinks about Lottie, like a bunch of different things. Like it's usually about what other people think about Lottie because she's kind of like the linchpin. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not like apparent now, it's gonna probably come to a head later. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like talking about. Her relationships with other people like kind of how she like perceives the world how like the world perce- perceives her mm-hmm. and so brian will write the script and then i'll like thumb it and then i'll, I'll just like like when i actually work with the script like actually drawing it then i'll like change things if i don't like them <laughs> yeah well that's, mm-hmm. that's the idea and then so like so no, after least. after i change things and after i draw everything brian and mario like go back letter it so Brian rewrites a lot of it. Yeah. Afterwards. During, during the lettering. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just so used to doing everything myself like that. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense for me to like once the lettering is on the page to mm-hmm. think about it and to edit and to move stuff and add stuff. So. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's very freeform. You know, like my scripts are pretty minimal, and like I always encourage Leslie to just do her own thing if like she has a better. If like the emotional flow of the scene goes a different way, mm-hmm. that just happens in the drawing sometimes. Like they come to life in a different way. Yeah, right. like sometimes the scene's like not quite right, and then it's like Brian will just be like, just change it if you mm-hmm. don't like it. Yeah. So it's not like it's not ever like, oh my god, I'm like so worried I didn't stick to the script. Like yeah, there's a lot of times where it's like things get stretched out or like you know compressed. Yeah. So it's pretty. I think it's working pretty well so far. Yeah, it probably helps that it's like more character driven too because then you have a lot yeah. of like wiggle room like yeah. you don't have to like you're not like adhering to like yeah, a super strict hitting, plot like super yeah like no like i don't think any issue has like a very specific plot it's like a bunch of different um threads in different directions yeah it's, it's like i mean it's kind of soap opera-ish yeah everything's trying to like everything's like happening at the same time so like the first issue is like over the course of like a few days mm-hmm. maybe yeah. like three days at most yeah <laughs> Yeah, she's not, like, goal-oriented. There's no, like, MacGuffin or anything. It's just, right. Like, it's just her insanity. Just And it's, you know, it's it's almost more like a sitcom that way. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's going to kind of... Things will kind of, like, recur from issue to issue. Like, you know, mo- motifs or whatever and jokes and stupid stuff like that. But then the story is, like, also dark and weird. Like, there's, like, right. a, yeah, there's, like, an underlying current of things that are going on. Right. And I'm sure if people, like read through it a few times I'll start to see it as well mm-hmm. yeah it's very like it's very um it's very like distracting because it's like beautiful and like colored like candy like and I think you know. it's like it'd probably be confusing to a lot of people that are just like what's going yeah. on <laughs> there's so much going on but like I think after they read it a few times and like read more of the issues like there, there's gonna be I don't know I feel like we're, we're getting like layers into it yeah totally yeah we're trying to like burrow deep <laughs> deep into yeah. it and like kind of like set it up so we can start like playing with the characters more and like showing them to people I guess yeah um what have the challenges been so far probably like time time management that's probably the biggest thing yeah um yeah I feel like most readers don't really understand how like taxing it is to make a monthly comic yeah like Like, even even if if you have lead time like it's still even if you're just like drawing straight onto the board or something and that's kind of just what you're going with like even if you're not like even if you just draw like the script straight someone just writes it and then you yeah. just draw it's still gonna take time like yeah and then we're we're like 
being even more like annoying about it we're just like going back and forth like into it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good though. yeah like the last two issues like she finished the pencils and like I just like went through them and like suggested stuff yeah Brian's helping me mm-hmm. helping me with like the beats Make emotionally stuff like that that's cool so yeah we're, we're being super hands on and like I, I feel like that will kind of lessen as we get more experienced with doing this mm-hmm. yeah I hope yeah um, or we'll just have to keep doing the same thing we're doing <laughs> forever <laughs> yeah for the next 69 years yeah cause it's one issue a year <laughs> um yeah monthly comics are like really strange um I feel like they especially if you don't have like a lot of lead time like you've been pl- obviously working on it's not grow for like a while now yeah but has like working on this sort of schedule like affected the story at all in the sense that like maybe you had to commit to something that you weren't totally sure of i mean i hope it won't affect it i don't think it has yet i don't think it will i mean mm-hmm. i think do you feel like comfortable enough that like even if maybe you like you made a decision and then it goes to print are you like comfortable like basically like writing yourself out of like a corner like if you need to like or do you think like this is like you have enough wiggle room in the story that you can basically like go anywhere uh i don't know i mean we have it we have it like loosely planned out so i don't think we're gonna like hit the wall but sure uh, like i think as long as there's like a kind of like basic story arc mm-hmm. that won't happen and since it's so character driven like we just we've been digging like so deep in these characters we know so much <laughs> about them it's like just it's like way it's too ridiculous. much it's like, but not even about their lives but like about their psyche we're just uh-huh. so inside them. That's cool. We always know what they would say. So, yeah. So, I think the characters drive the story as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like... I think even if... Like, I think the second issue probably has, like, the least amount of story and exposition. And, like, nothing happens. Like, <laughs> but then, at the same time, I think it's strong because it's, like, just kind of building up these characters that you're kind of, like learning more about them and learning more about their relationships with each other. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first issue is basically about Lottie and Caroline. Mm-hmm. Like, there's hardly anyone else in it. Mm-hmm. And even if they are, they're only in for, like, a page. Yeah, we just had to set up that, panel. like, Lottie and Caroline, like, plot first. And then... Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like the second issue is kind of, like, the second half of the pilot mm-hmm. would like you know like, yeah the introductory story so there's a few characters that don't get introduced until the second issue right yeah and even the third issue is like starting to introduce even more like that's true yeah. important like, characters we're constantly expanding the universe cool so we'll see we'll see where it takes us mm-hmm. yeah and like i'm assuming you'll probably jump between characters at some point or is like snotty yeah kind I of i think so but i think yeah. we're gonna stick with her for the first two arcs because it's just like we need to know yeah. more about her. Yeah, right. she's, she's so strong and interesting, and yeah, we want everyone to love her, so... Yeah. And it's hard because it's like, we know so much about her, but no one else does, so we have to, like, <laughs> tell everyone else about her. Yeah. <laughs> Show everyone how, like... Yeah, you have to get it all out. share everything about her with the world. That's how she would want it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she hates it. But yeah, we she she hates it. She's in hell right now. <laughs> like, I used to have, like, the... Like, I used to think oh, I was, like, telling Brian when we first started working on it, but it would be like, she's no one had ever seen her cry or anything, like, she was just kind of this very, like, she was, like, kind of like a mannequin, mm-hmm. like, no one ever saw that side of her, but, like, I don't think that's true, I think, I think it's kind of just people have this very, like, strong image of her, and she doesn't 
the reader won't realize it until much later. Mm-hmm. Like okay. she has like a she has like her own vision of herself, and she doesn't. And other people have their own perceptions of her. Right. Yeah, and then the reader is gonna have like a whole different perception yeah. of her than any of the characters in the story would. So right. That's like. You know, yeah, because like they like see her inner thoughts and like they can judge her based on that. I mean, she won't judge herself based yeah. on. But no one else judges her based on her inner thoughts, and like the reader is going to judge her for a whole different set of criteria. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So like, Brian has had like I guess like thousands of pages to like work on, <laughs> like yeah, his own true. like <laughs> his own style of drawing and like pacing and like his own like comic gaze mm-hmm. kind of, um, and where you're, like, a younger cartoonist and still kind of, like, you know, you're at this, like, peak of potential and you have so many different directions to go. How has it, like, uh, either clashed or meshed with what Brian sees? Well, obviously, he, like, gives you a lot of freedom, but, like, he has a really strong sense of pacing. I think that comes out in the comic, but, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, it's definitely, there's more pressure to fit more on a page just because of the format. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, in the past when I would draw comics, it was kind of very freeform, like, you know, there'd be, like, one panel. And it's very, like, that's very, like, a manga, like, especially shoujo manga, like, influence, Mm -hmm. like, where you kind of, like, try to get away with drawing as little as possible. Right. And, like, it does work. I think it does work really well, especially for, like, really melodramatic stories. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to kind of, like, work with pages that would have, like, seven panels or more. Yeah. And, like, some of them would have, like, very few panels, but for the most part, it would be working with, like, at least five panels per page. So, it was kind of, like, I I kind of, like, didn't really think about whether it would work or not. I was, like, mostly just being, like, oh, my God, like, are these panels okay? Like, does this even, like, make sense or does this work mm-hmm. sequentially? Like, it's so different from even, like, storyboarding and stuff like that, just because you have to think about, you know, size and layout and, like, there's, like, the design aspect of it right which i mean you don't have to think about that like it's not necessary like there's no like right way to do it yeah but like once you start like thinking about it then how can you yeah i mean it's such an (laughs) integral part of like yeah like you want to see like how much time should you compress on this page like are you drawing this part out but you don't need to like yeah like it plays so much because comics have like no time like you could read a comic in like five minutes Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to work with the paneling to get your pacing right right but i mean it's kind of just kind of just trying to figure out like the style of the comic as it goes on mm-hmm. like i do like the way the first one looks and mm-hmm. i think the second one is kind of like on the same vein mm-hmm. we'll see like if <laughs> the fifth issue looks completely different yeah <laughs> this is like two yeah. panels per page you're like well, you time. Yeah. <laughs> your style will probably yeah. to evolve too. it'll probably just keep on like changing like even the second issue i think looks different from the first mm-hmm. but yeah. we'll kind of like it's it's also hard because I'm like so close to it all the time, mm-hmm. so I'm like you know seeing the like the tiny details, and most people will just kind of see the overall, know, yeah, the yeah. broad strokes, right? Yeah. What about um like narratively speaking, like like the flow of like the actual like the actual comic of like yeah the story? How would you like working with like Brian's like? His Scott Pilgrimy <laughs> air quotes um, sense of writing. I don't know. I don't. I I think it's interesting because actually I've had like friends, people that are friends with me and not friends with Brian. Mm-hmm. They've read Snot Girl and they've always been like, oh, it's 
this sounds exactly like you <laughs> which is like a good or a bad thing I don't know like right. and then to someone else that has never like talked to me or never like read anything I've written or like even seen I don't know even like seen me on Twitter or something like that like mm-hmm. they would just totally just be like oh it's all Brian mm-hmm. and like right. it's interesting to see that because it's like like obviously Brian writes it and I draw it but like like we take from each other mm-hmm. because we are like both people and we both write and draw right like it's not like right. like so there was like there would be like some sometimes where brian would be like you should do this for this panel like a, like you know a comedic take like a more like funny right, little yeah. mm-hmm. vignette right thing and then there would be times where i'd be like she wouldn't say that i'm just gonna rewrite this like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly i know that's another thing is like because like comedic timing like you haven't done too many like comedic like, stories i don't think i'm like a funny person no, yeah like that's why that was one of the reasons that why it why works we friends was because you're like your twitter a few years like back when we were all like tweeting a lot like was oh yeah so i was like funny. tweeting weird shit yeah time. you were like always so weird and like i just thought it was like really interesting and like but i feel like that's kind of why it reads to some people probably more like me like i think we just have similar sense of humor and yeah that's why we get along so well mm-hmm yeah, I think, like, Brian has, like, some, like, say a tweet of mine that's, like, me talking about, like, which is, like, the hottest Ninja Turtle. Which is the hottest Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and I was, like, obviously Raphael. Raphael. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> Raphael's the one who fucks. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, sh- oh, man, did I write that? Like, <laughs> did you, did you yeah. write Oops. that? Yeah, I, have this, I have this file, like, just full of, like, Leslie quotes. Oh, my God. I want to use some of And I've, like, I've said so many weird things. Like, I probably, it was kind it's also like, I was like more uncensored then. <laughs> like live yeah. tweeting stuff and like just yeah. saying whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess like, yeah, I guess we do have a similar sense of humor. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, that's like mm-hmm. when we start, when we start writing, like when we start like plotting beat, beats out together, like jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I was trying to like make it crazy. Yeah, we're always like plussing each other's ideas. Like we're always just like building on it and never... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're never like, oh no, that's stupid. Like we can't do that. We're always just like, okay, yeah, that's funny. Like yeah, but making like this happens, <laughs> and then it's sad because this happens. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. a really good writer's room. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's really the first time I've ever had like a like collaboration like that. It just works. That's super cool. Um, so how is it working with a colorist and a letter? So you have like um, Mario Domo doing letters, and you have Mickey Quinn doing colors. Um, they're like obviously really good. Yeah. Mickey's like amazing. Um, and of course, Mario has like amazing lettering skills, like hand lettering, but he's doing digital letters now. Yeah. But, um, it I feel like it blends in really well with like your artwork mm-hmm. and the narration, and like it all kind of like fits cohesively. Yeah. Um, so how was your experience so far with that? Well, so when we first started talking about Snot Girl. Um, we obviously, well, we were, like, I usually work in black and white, so it wasn't even, like, oh, should you, I color it? Mm-hmm. I don't want to color it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, You're, like, nothing. So, Brian's, like, oh, like, Brian has a colorist, um, but he was, but I was, like, I had just read BFF. This was, like, two years ago, so I just read BFF. I started talking to Mickey mm-hmm. because I read it, and I, like, really liked it. Back, that was back when she was doing comics and colored comics, and I was, like, these are, like, such good colors, like... I can never do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, so I would just ask her. I asked her, I was like, hey, I want you to do colors. Like, would you be okay with that? And then mm-hmm. she said yes. But obviously, we took a while to get, like, this issue. 
Um, but so when I work with Mickey, it's mostly the first issue was really hands on. Like it was basically like Mickey was coloring for a week, but I was also like she was like constantly sending me like like um, pages and stuff like that, and I would always be correcting. And so it was very、mm. like we're like I think it was kind of like we had to get a sense of like she had to get a sense of what I wanted, and I、yeah. had to kind of like、um, find a way to communicate exactly like yeah, what kind to, of like, articulate what you wanted. Yeah, it was like especially like it's you know I, I'm not like talking to her on the phone. I'm just like you know emailing her or like messaging her about it. Yeah. So like there was like a few pages that like we really struggled to get up, but I think the like the main takeaway was that. It actually like looks really good. It doesn't look like labored. Oh yeah, I yeah. It's a good thing because、mm-hmm. I was always. Was yeah, always, nothing's like over rendered or yeah, like. Yeah, like. So like for the first issue, it was just a lot of um, a lot of experimentation in terms of like communication.、Mm-hmm. And then there there were some pages where I was just kind of like you know do do like local colors or like do this like there's and then there's that one spread where. She was like, "I want to do a rainbow," and I was like, "I don't know about this." <laughs> and then she was like, "No, trust me. If you hate it, then I can change it." And then it was like a great spread. I was kind of okay.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was like the bar scene where I was like, "I was like, make it brown, but like red." And then she was just like, "What are you talking about?"、Yeah. And I was like, "Make it like look really warm and like intimate, and then like make this one scene like." All red and like green light, and she was like, "Um, I don't know about it." But it like turned out fine. So I mean,、mm-hmm. the second issue was a lot easier. Like I, I like took more time to like write notes, and like it was a lot smoother because、mm-hmm. of that. Like there was like there was obviously a bit of back and forth, but yeah, yeah. The more you work with the colors, like the more they just、yeah. kind of get you. Yeah, they kind of get what you're asking for. Like yeah, but like I realized someone was asking about this in an interview the other day, but like. I've like never given a note on color at all. Like, I've never even talked about color. Really?、Time. Like I've had、oh. no input. You just like let. It just happens.、Yeah. It just comes out. And it's like so perfect. I didn't see like the rough drafts of this or anything because you were just doing them like piecemeal, right? Yeah. But like I love how the color like kind of tells its own story. Like it's it's a whole other、yeah. element that just adds so much. Yeah. Like I think the color is a huge part of it.、Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting because I never had anyone color my. Work before,、mm-hmm. um, so it was a little scary, but I think it worked out. I think like her colors are, are just like really gonna blow people away. Yeah, totally.、Like、she should win like the best colorist Eisner next year. Yeah, and <laughs> she win. To nominate her, I don't know how Eisner's work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like I'm nominating my、there. friend. Someone out there listening to the podcast. Nom- nominating my colorist. <laughs> There's like no way that people are gonna look at this and be like, oh, it's like, oh, they didn't try. Like, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, like it doesn't. I don't think it looks labored, but it's obviously like time intensive. No, it looks really yeah, good. It looks very effortless. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking about how your layouts. Like we were talking about paneling earlier, and like when you get to do like the heavy layouts, like you kind of. It's kind of reminds me of like Urasawa or something. Just the way.、Mm. Style oh yeah, I like I like the way you do like the little like the horizontal panels and the vertical panels. I feel like that's like the only like in my brain. I'm just like that's how it fits. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah I tend to do the same thing. But yeah, it's I learned a lot during the first issue.、Mm. I I've never yeah this is like the shortest thing I've ever written. So、mm-hmm. just the fact that I couldn't do like a bunch of like full page like blowouts like for emotional moments like. 
Mm-hmm. That was like very devastating to me. Yeah, so. we couldn't mm-hmm. like all like we managed to stretch out a few moments, but for the most part, it wasn't like we couldn't have like huge reveals and huge panels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think it suffers. No, it doesn't suffer. Like we just kind of you just know, like patting myself that. on the back, like yeah. over and over again. Like I'm just like it looks <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was just, that's just kind of a constraint to work with. So that that kind of you know yeah, it was like yeah. something that we yeah. had to get used to. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird. It's like I actually hear readers sometimes they like don't like that sort of thing they like they don't like spreads or splashes they're like, they're they're like this is my 2.99 yeah, yeah they're like well there goes this page count like that was a waste of, like so I it's so been, weird it's still, like, reading, it's still clinical i could have been reading yeah. 14 panels instead of just one for this entire time. yeah <laughs> i mean i kind of like, get it sometimes because i kind of feel like sometimes spreads and like full pages are just there to be there like it's yeah. not necessary but i mean just a different style but yeah, yeah. I and mean, that was like when i was starting out when I was doing Scott Pellegrim volume one it's like I knew I could just do like a hundred pages of like straightforward layouts and then blow out into two page spreads like and just totally change the vibe right and that was kind of like that was like the gimmick of that book mm-hmm. um and with this it's just like you know it has to be pretty measured and at right. the end when it gets like a little intense and like we have some huge panels and um you know and it still has like a nice little hook at the end I think yeah. We're trying to just make everything like a cl- cliffhanger and make it... Like, fun. make it mm-hmm. ambiguous, make but it, also make, make, it, make it weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it weird. Yeah, keep it weird. Keep Snocker weird. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about lettering? I know it's kind of like a more... It's like more technical. Like Brian, Brian yeah, and Mario. So, uh, yeah, me and Brian mostly do that. Mm. Me and Brian, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I said me and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, and I. Yes. I'm Mara, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be so cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first issue was super intensive, and, like, we spent so long. I feel like we spent, like, three weeks yeah. lettering it. Because there's so many different styles. Like, there's texting, and there's yeah. captions, and then there's, like, and we had to, like, pick, like, the palette for, like, the color, like, the captions. And stuff. Yeah. Like, so inner dialogue. Like, yeah, and the captions are, like, green to yellow, like. Like different fonts and stuff like that, without looking super, like yeah. Like, I, mean, and I did want it to feel fonts. like Scott Pilgrim because I want that like connection, like with my you know totally. readers. So like, you have the captions that are that are bigger and that are kind of funny. But I mean, my favorite captions, like not even a caption, is actually like Charlene's bio on her Instagram, which I think is like <laughs> the funniest. Um, yeah, and I was like <laughs> stuff like that was like really hard to make it fit in. And make it feel natural, make it feel yeah. readable as a comic, but also mm-hmm. feel like like you know your phone. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of just like nudging things around and just trying different approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something that like I was super hands on with with Mari, like you know. Yeah, when um, Mari first showed me like the texting, I was like, you have to make it like this and this. Like yeah. it was it was very specific. Like I like it's sometimes when you know something. You, you know that you want something, but you don't know quite what you want. Yeah. And then you just know it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, like, try like, again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it took a while to like home in on exactly what Like the style it. of like certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that will be something that will, now that the kind of house style is established. Yeah, I hope people get more used to it. Yeah. I, I think like it was Brandon or something that was saying like, I don't know, like first issues or like, or, like, the beginning of a comic is, like, kind of there to teach the reader, like, how to read yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, like, 
it, it, it was kind of like drawing, like at the very first read, like all the different colors of like captions, bubbles, but then you kind of like get the feel of it and it just kind of like disappears into yeah. the comic. Like when the characters are new to you and the ideas are new to you, then yeah. obviously it'd be more difficult to read. But I think that as long as you actually, I don't know, I mean, I always think that it's important to try to make like people who are new to it care. Like even if yeah. you haven't. Yeah, I mean, just having like a riot of like lettering techniques is just like, I don't know, it just kind of fits with like the whole world and yeah. like the assault of like social media, like text on everywhere and, and uh, it works for me. Yeah. That's cool. So Snot Girl has like this perfect persona and you as creators like pretty much present a type of persona online because mm-hmm. that's kind of just like the the like atmosphere of our industry is like yeah. putting ourselves out there in a certain way. I guess what do you find like negative or like beneficial to maintaining uh, i was gonna say persona no the persona yeah you know like yeah you have to have like a persona um I, I guess like just like having a persona for like your audience mm-hmm. um i guess there's like a little correlation between snot girls persona like yeah. us as artists kind Definitely. of um what do you find useful or like like a problem having a persona like that i guess for me personally i mean like it's kind of weird because it's like i have you know i don't don't have that many followers on twitter like it's not but i felt like kind of early on that um i didn't want to be lecturing people about anything as Mm -hmm. much anymore because like before i just like kind of just say whatever i'd be talking like i talked like a ton on twitter like i was always tweeting and i think after a while i was like i didn't really want to like, it's not that I didn't want to have influence on people, it's just that like, I didn't want to have, like, my words have so much importance when I didn't always know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, so it'd be like, I think that so many things are, like, super important, and, like, I don't exactly have authority to talk about them, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so it was kind of, like, me trying to pull back more and, like, not say as much, but I think as a result of that, it was just people, like, not really, like, it's kind of, like, I don't know if people treat artists who talk way more more like people but it kind of didn't really feel like I was like a person to my audience anymore and like who was my audience like it's like I'm not like a bot or something but I was basically I'm basically tweeting (laughs) you're basically a spammer yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was like I'm just like a spammer on my Instagram and like my my Twitter and stuff like that which because like I would see how people like react negatively if I was just like posting you know just like you know, normal ass pictures of like vacation and stuff like that. Yeah. Like people would just be like, "What's going on?" I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm like a person too. Like I didn't start my Instagram or my Twitter just to like promote myself, but it's kind of what it became anyway. Right. Yeah. And like, do you find yourself? Did you find yourself like, like curating yourself to like have po- pictures that people like more? Like, you get influenced by your likes, and you're just like. Oh. I'm going to post more pictures but, of my Yeah, I guess the thing is, I don't... Is by the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, I don't really know why people like my art, like, a lot of the time. It's not that I don't, I think I'm bad or anything, it's just I don't know what... Like, some things, like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't, like, I draw, like, a whatever thing, and people are like, I love I, it. I feel like, like your Instagram is, like, just not pretentious at all. Like, there's just no pretense whatsoever. You're just literally just sketching whatever you feel like, you post mm-hmm. it, and, like, And then, like, macaroons or it. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm always, like, like, I'm just trying, like, I'm trying, like... I feel like I try, I'm try. i trying not to be a pretentious person because I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be, like, this 
I don't want to be a brand. Like, even if I am, like, I don't want to be like, oh, this is, like, you know, sponsor me. Like, I want to be sponsored by, like, this lip scrub or, like, (laughs) by, like, Blue Apron or something. And it's just, like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like I was, I would do sweet sketching and be like, I like this drawing that I did, like, one second ago. I'm just going to post it. And, like, if people liked it, I'm like, I don't get why you liked it, but thank you. Like, it wasn't, like, I'm not, like, like, I'm not like, oh, I don't, I suck and I don't know why people like me. It's just like, I don't, there's like an aspect that I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I look at all my drawings and I'm like, oh, it's all the same stuff over and over again. And then someone's like, oh, I like this one especially. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't get it. And like, even tweets, I was like tweeting whatever and people would be like, oh, this is like really funny. And you're like, you always say funny things. And I'm like, do I? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah. I feel like Twitter is kind of, like, founded on, like, not thinking before you speak. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, we both used to just, like, tweet on stuff and not... And that's, like, fun. Like, it's kind of, like, freeing. It's, like... It's, like, to be irreverent. You're just letting yourself, like, go to, like... But then, like, anarchy. that... That becomes, like, a brand, too. Thought anarchy. Yeah, and then, yeah, and that becomes its own thing. Like, that's why, like, weird Twitter is a thing. Like... Yeah. It's, like, I don't get... Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, it's fine, but I feel like at this point, I'm, like, I don't... I think it's stupid now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just got tired of it. I, I got burned out on it. Yeah, and like, I, I, I already lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me tweet it. Um, yeah, like I used to just tweet just hilarious whatever, like whatever was funny to me at the moment, mm-hmm. and um, and then you know I wanted to I wanted to think more about what I was saying, so I kind of like pulled back, and then like, yeah. And then it becomes, like, the self-promotion stuff, and then it, it's just, I don't know. And then there's this other aspect, like, kind of the bigger you get the, and the, the way the internet has gone the last few years, like, mm-hmm. you can't say anything negative about anything. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to get shit on, like, for the rest of your life. Um, so it just became, like, I could never be critical of anything, so I could, I would only talk about stuff that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just kind of just got to be a drag after a while. I just really pulled back from it. Yeah. So do you feel like you're pretty distant from your audience now? I mean, I try not to be. Like, I think that's the whole reason why I don't mind. I like going to shows and stuff like that. I like meeting right. people. Like, I would, like, like, I think, I think most people, like, even if they meet me in person, they probably like, like people aren't gonna be like oh you're so friendly like you're super friendly and like outgoing like obviously not but I enjoy meeting people and I always appreciate the things that they say like I would rather meet someone in person than like have them DM me is basically what all I mean yeah (laughs) but like it's like it's hard because it's like so much of the world is just like on the internet and like yeah it's a good thing because people that normally wouldn't be able to see your work can now Mm -hmm. but it's also like difficult because like you're pulled in so many different directions, like, like, you have to be, like, like, I can see why people feel the pressure to feel like they have to be perfect online, just because, like, it's so, like, like, it never feels like the real you is, like, good enough. Yeah. Even if, like, you're perfect, you're a perfectly fine normal person, like, you're just gonna feel, like, you know, You're just not woke enough. (laughs) Like, no one's ever gonna be, like, you know, the most woke. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like a, it's like, like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like I wanted to try to remove myself from like the, like the race. 
yeah game it's just way. like a cycle yeah. pretty much and just like there's always gonna be another person that's just gonna be like tweeting like funny shit too and like drawings yeah. and like being like talking about like i don't know world current events and stuff like that and it doesn't always have to be me yeah yeah it's like you're not gonna be missed like if you pull yourself out of that yeah and, and like my voice is not more important than other people's voices yeah that's yeah so like with this like type of like reader atmosphere which i feel like is really um it's really strange in a strange place <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah um i guess how much does that like affect your creative process like the fact that people kind of like conflate like their what they consume as like a more like ethic checklist as like yeah. a yeah, yeah as like an ethical checklist as like a moral performance yeah. and like how much is that sort of like i guess not not even like how much how like does your politics affect your creative process but obviously you probably feel this pressure because yeah. it's kind of all around you to like well like i mean we're you know obviously we're doing a comic about like the beauty industry and like people who are all fucked up and like, mm-hmm. we're aware of that like we're not just doing that to indulge in it yeah we're not doing it because we're like oh we love these hot people and like more than other people Um, yeah more than non-hot people (laughs) but it's i don't know it's just something that we're interested in but Mm -hmm. um it's i don't know i don't feel like i think about it that much when i'm working but i do think about it when i'm trying to to figure out like what's next like or or you know I don't, when I'm in the thick of it, I don't think about it. But then yeah. when, when the issue is done, I'm like, well, like, should there be, like, are people going to be mad about this? And yeah, I just mm-hmm. don't know how people are going to take it. Because I, like, I've definitely felt a lot of pressure. Like, even, like, like I think anyone, really, that's, like, posting their art online will feel that pressure. Yeah. Um, like, people are always, like, you know, getting mad at me. Or, like, not a bunch of people. Just a few people mm-hmm. getting mad at me for, like, you know, either, like, even just saying like standing up for myself mm-hmm. about certain things about things that I drew and they'd always be angry at me for like you know liking models or like right, like liking really people. Or, yeah. or like or they'd be like why do you always draw white people and I'm like I never really thought about that because I'm not yeah, white and then whatever yeah like it's like it, it was always kind of just like I was drawing what I liked and what I knew and mm-hmm. like people would people are going to, like, attach meaning to that no matter what. Yeah. And, like, the more you let that affect you, you're just going to, like... It's the same thing as, like, you know, pandering to your audience. Because you're, like, letting someone else dictate what you think is right or wrong. And, like, you're not letting yourself... Like, even if you aren't right, and even if you aren't wrong, like, you're letting yourself, like, be, like, second to someone who obviously doesn't really care that much about you or, like, yeah. your work, that they're just going to be, like, adding, like, a lot of, like, malice to whatever you're trying to do. Right. Even if it isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely thought about how, like, people... Someone's going to say that, like, there's there's no, like, overtly, like, dark-skinned characters in the first issue of Stock Girl. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we have, like, two characters that just show up in, like, the second issue, which is, like... It has nothing to do just, with, like, yeah, so, us thinking about what they think. Yeah, um, it's not like you're, like... It's not a like play oh, for diversity yeah, for like, diversity's yeah. sake. Like it's not all like oh like yeah, so people we, are gonna complain. Yeah, we so didn't like go like oh my god we better move that scene up to the first issue like just so we have like a, you know a different face in this issue but like you know we follow the story but obviously we're thinking about this stuff all the time. Yeah, I feel like readers think that. Well, maybe most 
writers like don't think about that but a lot of them do like they're aware there's like yeah i feel like as long as you're trying to keep your finger on the pulse and stay like relevant or like know what's relevant then you're just gonna be thinking about no matter what right finger on the pulse (laughs) (laughs) um yeah some of the like reviews and stuff of Snackerel are just like like oh it's like it's like so millennial like in like like, speak and like texting and speaking it's like it was like just how I live my life like this is not I did no research to like figure out how people talk and like yeah this is how we talk I mean like like some artificial like creation like this is basically culture now like yeah. yeah we look at instagram and like and instagram is like you know fake yeah. fakey fake yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like if you're not looking at that sort of thing then obviously you're not going to understand like this aspect of culture yeah and that's fine that because you know there's so many aspects of culture that we won't get yeah. like just from you know not being able to mm-hmm. like not being like exposed to it right yeah, it's we're not, you know it's not it's not a heady intellectual comic, but mm-hmm. there's there's you know there's layers to it. And, yeah, and it's it's, just, like, it's about different stuff in a serious way. It's like mm-hmm. I think that's maybe because people see like the teen rating, they think that it's like written for teens, and I'm like, no, it's like written for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> written because we like these characters yeah. and like. I don't yeah, know. We like getting super serious about like shallow stuff. Mm-hmm. What would you want like? I guess like what how would you want your readers to like interact with like the comic and like experience it like who what what type of reader would be your ideal reader probably like someone just like me (laughs) (laughs) and INFP yeah um and I guess like not it doesn't have to be like a type of person but basically like you wouldn't want them like yeah I guess like I guess like kind of I don't want I, I feel like I don't want people to look at this comic and think that we hate Lottie mm-hmm. or that we yeah. like think that she's really stupid or like that she's like really yeah. horrible yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are just gonna assume that we think that because she is like she isn't like a admirable character she's like she's very flawed like mm-hmm. clearly off the bat like it's very intentional that she's just like she's I don't think she's like despicable I think she doesn't even realize like obviously like she's not vocalizing all her thoughts just kind of just like keeping them inside and letting them like fester um but i don't want people to think that it's like a negative trait exactly right because we love her and like our work you know our work comes from like a place of love and mm-hmm. I, I feel like so many maybe not so many but a lot of comics and you know writing in general comes from like a negative place like where yeah they, where it's like a little bit condescending to, like, skewer someone or whatever yeah. yeah, condescending and, and like gritty. It's just I don't just I never see it that way. I mean, I think it, like when we were first talking about it, it was kind of it was like, but conceptually it was like more dark. Like yeah, it was, it was a little bit more cruel. Dark comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like more cruel towards like all the characters and like I don't like it's definitely not really pulling punches, but I don't think that we think about them that way anymore. Yeah, because we got to know them so well. Like at mm-hmm. first, they were just abstract, and we were like, ah, it wouldn't be funny if like, <laughs> this like character had something bad happen to them like but then we love them and if, if something bad happens to them we want it to like have weight yeah mm-hmm. like it has to have like consequence like i always think that that's like one of the most important things when you're like writing a story is that the things that your characters do have consequences like they do in like real life i mean mm-hmm. sometimes they don't but eventually it just comes back yeah yeah so it's like yeah like i've noticed a lot of people like 
one reviews they'll be like, so like she's not very likable, but it's kind of like that's not even the point. Yeah, like the point is just like to experience like this character. Yeah, no, it also kind of like delves into like um kind of like the misogyny that goes into like most media in general. Mm-hmm. Like this like, you know, white white man can like if he's like forty then he can do whatever he wants and like if there's like one moment of weakness and one moment moment of like empowerment, then he's like a hero to like everyone. Mm-hmm. But then like if a woman does it, then it's like oh my god, she's like horrible. She's like, why is she so like, like superficial? Like she's why does she like care about? Until yeah, exactly. Yeah, like why does she care about her boyfriend or like why does she care about what people think about her? And I'm yeah. like, it's so obvious. Like of yeah. course she cares about her boyfriend. Yeah, like why does she care about more important things? Like what's what's more important than like your sanity? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like she's like she feels like she's like crazy and like that's why no one likes her and that's basically like i feel like if you don't if you i feel like it's kind of hard to respond to that if people are not getting it like mm-hmm. if, if they don't understand that she's probably not as crazy as she thinks she yeah. is but she just feel, like it's like matters more that she actually feels it than maybe they just won't, i don't know or maybe if, they, or if they think it's going to be like a like a moralizing fable like she's going to get less shallow over the course of the series like, yeah they're mistaken because she's probably just keeping shallow <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean like everyone around her around her like enables it and like yeah. i don't know it's it's like i feel like it's i feel like it's more true to a lot of people's lives than um most people let on yeah like you kind of like you kind of just are the way you are like after a certain point and yeah a lot of people don't change unless they have like (laughs) extreme like something traumatic or like a huge yeah shift in their lives like the whole i don't know hero's journey is not yeah it's not like it's not the only type of journey (laughs) it's not like it's not like everyone has a hero's journey exactly like not everyone's a hero yeah yeah, I really like the, um, I guess it kind of reminds me, like, Lottie, kind of of, like, Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, like, Francis oh, yeah. Ha, and, like, yeah. um, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mr. America, um, where you have, like, these really flawed characters, but they're depicted with, like, such a sincerity, yeah. that you kind of love them, even though, even in real life, you would probably, like, really hate them. They're yeah. not even hate, but just, like, they'd be, like, really annoying. Or, like, you wouldn't get all of their story just because you're only you're getting like you know the worst parts like thrown at you yeah um i also made brian read like helter skelter oh yeah yeah <laughs> by kyoko okazaki mm-hmm. um which is like one of the ultimate flawed like neurotic women neurotic yeah heroines it's so good and it's kind of like like if anyone reads that and they like leave with like they have like the takeaway that oh she like deserved it like that's crazy to me like it just so yeah. it was like so extreme like like this like weird karmic justice but also like her like her rising above it all is like very interesting to me yeah yeah i feel like character like um guy characters that have like as many flaws as like Claudia, like they would be called complex yeah or it's like women characters right and, and they're, they're like oh they're unlikable like she seems I don't wanna... like even more shallow because she has so many problems yeah, yeah. like it's just like she can't like she's like this like really fragile person and people are just like oh my god she's like insufferable yeah <laughs> yeah i don't get it for me it's just about like recognizing like the humanity in the characters that's like common to to everyone yeah like i know some people don't see it that way but that's just kind of how i approach all of the characters mm-hmm. like obviously some of them are very like exaggerated like it's very cartoonish it's not like 
supposed to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because it's like so exaggerated, it kind of like it's like it's so unreal. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sometimes I'll like you know sometimes you meet people and you're just like did they really just say that like did that yeah. just happen mm-hmm. and like that happens so often and we never like really like as a society like what even is that phenomenon like is it just like life <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I think like especially with like this like such a complex character like Lottie especially like I was saying in like this reader atmosphere where Evan is like really sensitive to like anything that's like not even racial but like if it's not diverse enough or if like a character is like misogynistic or they have some sort of like internalized problem yeah anything problematic is like like I feel like the sincerity that you're approaching the story with is almost gonna like help a reader like almost I feel like there's no like forgiveness for anything like it's just kind of like or like space for learning or like growth yeah, it's like either you're woke or you're not. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would rather, like, as bad as it is, I would rather have more people, like, be aware of that sort of thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, be more sensitive. But at the same time, it's like, obviously, as, like, a storyteller, you can't always have, like, these really, like, moral characters. Like, that's not what stories are about. Like, yeah. they're about, like, telling the stories of, like, people that mess up all the time. Or, like, otherwise, there wouldn't be any story. Like, it's just, yeah. like, you know this is like me going to school and like going to work and everything's great because I'm a good person like yeah it's like I only do the right thing every time yeah, like, of course you can have stories like that but there's always like some other like you know mitigating, oh. fa- mitigating factor that's like yeah you know, but like and like, like what would you learn from like learn from that yeah from if you're just, not if you're not like a perfectly moral person then it just feels totally foreign yeah well yeah and if you just like learn your morality like from like a checklist on tumblr or something like then it's not really learned. It's not really, like, internalized. Yeah. It's yeah, just, or, like, a set of rules. It's just dogma. Yeah. Or even if, like, you're, like, I want to be, like, Superman and he never does anything bad, like, but you're not. Like, so, like <laughs> it's, yeah, like, so impossible. Just, just look at yourself. And, yeah. yeah. Be realistic. Yeah. Just, I always think that, like, really messed up characters are, like, really funny and fun to work with. Mm-hmm. I personally like them a lot. Same. Well, thank you for talking with me. Yes. <laughs> so, Snot Girl came out today. Today's the, what is July the date 20th. today? July 20th. It's actually also the six-year anniversary of when Scott found It's amazing. To the day. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, Your happy Scott Pilgrim Scott marriage. Scott Pilgrim's like a, in, in elementary school now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, huh? The first one came out in 2004, so it's like... Well, yeah. Yeah, he's in middle school. school. Yeah, no, he's like a third. He's fine. <laughs> he's, he's going to middle school in the fall. Oh, yeah. he's starting middle school soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really scary change. <laughs> when is um issue two out of Snot Girl? In a month, I guess. Yeah, in August. End of something? August. Something? End of August. Six or something. All right. Yeah. Twenty eighth. Uh, cool. Everyone, get your pre-orders in. Then. <laughs> Talking those pre-orders. <laughs> I mean, you want to know what happens next, right? Yeah. Probably more stuff. More stuff. More stuff.
the rest of 